It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Coming up in the news, another recall, this time Rawhide Products. Bobby Hill has the uh, story on the way. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions right now. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions at 1-866-405-8405. I believe we have George on line four. Can you punch that up? I can't reach it today. There, There, thank you. Hi, George. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm in Muskegon, Michigan right now. George, what's going on with you? Dr. Debbie's on with us here. Hi. I have a female Airedale that's spayed. She's three years old. Her weight was up to 130 pounds. And uh, about a year ago, we put her on a diet. And the doctor wants her down to around, uh, the vet wants her down to about 100 pounds. But I can't get her below 117. And all I feed her is uh, a cup of uh, dried dog food in the morning mixed with a half can of green beans and the same thing at night. Do you think she looks pudgy? Yeah, she's kind of a little bit white at the crust of back. Okay. But uh, I got her from Airedale Rescue when she was three months old, and she weighed 35 pounds then. Oh, when she was little, yeah. <laughs> they grew up to be big girls, but, uh, yeah, I would say at 130, that definitely sounds as a number. It sounds high. And if you're going by the, the body condition score, which is usually what most veterinarians use where we look at your pet and we look for some certain outlines and shapes that we want to see. And if she doesn't have a nice little narrow waist when you're standing above her, um, and she kind of looks like a pretty much like a rectangular potato. <laughs> that, that's not what we want. We want to have a nice little silhouette. So um, I guess the first thing I'd ask you, as far as um, you know, food-wise, as far as is she actually on a weight loss diet? I am feeding her uh, for about a year now. Uh, blue buffalo, uh, weight control. Um, and um, has your veterinarian expressed any concerns for anything health-wise, any kind of hormone problems? Because one of the big things I'd be looking for in a dog that can't drop the weight would be potentially a thyroid problem. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that myself. And it's a very common hormonal problem, so if she hasn't been screened for that yet, I would definitely draw some blood and check her for that. Um, A low thyroid level in dogs can cause problems with weight gain, as well as some other hair coat problems where they get kind of dry skin um, and, and can have some activity problems. So that would be definitely something I'd look at. And... I would really encourage you to use a weight loss diet in more of a prescription strength. Um, And that basically means nothing wrong with the food you're feeding right now, but when we're really trying to make some sincere efforts at getting that that poundage off, um, it is advisable to use a prescription weight loss food. Um, It gets a little bit more calorie restrictive than general over-the-counter weight loss foods that are out there. Um, and then, and the other thought is, um, there is actually a weight loss drug for dogs. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Slentrol. And it actually is a drug that helps to curb their appetite. And we only want to use it in a healthy dog that doesn't have a thyroid problem, doesn't have a liver problem. But that is really useful for some pets that just can't get that weight off or that have a very strong appetite. Um, But we do have to use that with caution, so you you work with your veterinarian on that. And that can help um, definitely kind of curb the little munchies that she, she might be having that could be contributing to her weight problem. George, are you doing some activity, some exercise for her? Well, I take her for a walk now and then, but uh, my wife and I both work. We have a fenced-in yard, and we have a dog door, so she goes in and out whenever she wants. But okay. probably not enough, because she's kind of a couch potato. <laughs> 
she's living the good life there. <laughs> and I would say definitely, if there's an ability that you can get her um, activity up, you know, two 30-minute walks a day are ideal for trying to get that activity level. And you might be able to get away feeding, you know, maybe the regular food you're feeding now or not restricting her diet so much if we can get that activity level up. So um, I'd say get her off the couch, <laughs> away from the TV, um, play ball if she likes to do any kind of retrieving activities. Um, um, but even a good, you know, brisk walk a couple times a day is a fabulous thing for us and great for her as well. So keep up those weight loss efforts there, George. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. She's sitting there so quiet. She's... So well behaved right now. Of course, we're talking about Ladybug, the Chihuahua. Because I took her out running in the outside of you. Yeah. The fenced area yes. of the property. I took her running to kind of wear her out so I could get some work done. Well, it's the big uh, Ladybug pool here at Animal <laughs> Radio. What Animal Radio? They, You know, I, they say, Hal, you never say Animal Radio enough. No one knows what the show is. But it is Animal Radio. And, of course, the big Ladybug pool of uh, what kind of dog ladybug is now we know there's chihuahua in it but it's uh-huh. becoming apparent now, that it's what's the buy-in for this well let's see it depends what square you do judy's taking care of all the squares here uh, it's going to be <sighs> okay. you know well this is on air so it's a bag of dog food it's a ba- oh yeah we can't oh, gamble like on okay. air yeah you can't gamble on air so can't hit nudge nudge got yeah. it okay but i'm going for uh chihuahua fox terrier it looks like there's a little fox terrier in there what are you doing judy what are you see i'm going for a chihuahua and i couldn't make up my mind if i wanted to go to with mini pincher or rat terrier i'm gonna go with rat terrier rat terrier how yeah. about you bobby I'm thinking Chihuahua and Boston Terrier. Boston Terrier. Boston Terrier. Could be. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, put her up there in that square there. And, uh, we'll, we'll I'm in a square. You are right over there. And square takes a circle. Or now, of course, something. we're going to actually do the DNA test. Uh, what company is doing that? Do you know, Judy? Not off the top of your hand. Yeah, we'll be talking to the lady in a few minutes, hopefully, about that. And uh, do a DNA test and find out exactly who's the daddy. We know mommy, <laughs> mommy is the chihuahua. Who's the daddy is what well, we don't Who know. Daddy right dog. Yes. Yeah, who's your daddy? Yeah. Bobby, you're coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, what do you got coming up in the news? We're going to take a look at a former presidential candidate, John McCain's home state of Arizona, which is getting ready to set a record, but it's not a good one. It's coming up in the news. I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. It's Animal Radio, one 405 For Dr. Debbie, Vladi, the whole dream team here answering your questions. I believe we have, uh, do we have Roger on the phone? Hi, Roger, are you there? I'm sorry, you got to press this button over here, right? <laughs> and that one there. Hey, Roger, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Very good, you're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Doc, how are you? Hi, I'm great, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful, I just want to know if you can solve my dog's problem. Oh, I'll give it my darndest. <laughs> okay. I've got a six-month-old Jack Russell puppy, and his skin is pink all the time, and he scratches a lot. And okay. it's, it's really, really pink. And we've our vet said to try giving him Benadryl. She thought maybe okay. that solved the itching, but it hasn't. Okay. Does it change anything with the, the redness with him? No, it doesn't. Okay. Is he... 
itchy in any particular area, or is it kind of yes, all over? His his bad now he's he's pink all over, but he really does the digging on his back, on his lower back. Okay. He's, he's chewing at it all the time. Okay, and as far as uh, fleas, things of that nature, no, do you have any issues no. with that? No, he has no fleas. He's inside. At first, I thought maybe he's getting sunburned. Um, you know, from being outside, but he's not outside that much. Okay. And, and is there any hair loss in any of the areas where he's messing with that? Where he's chewing, the hair is a little bit shorter, but it's not really hair loss. It's just shorter from him chewing on okay. it, you know, from digging. All righty. Well, a couple of thoughts that I have. One is that I would definitely make sure, even though we don't see any kind of critters like fleas, I would want to check him for um, types of skin mites. And okay. um, in a young dog, that, that certainly could be a possibility. And sometimes if we don't even see these things, which are you know little microscopic critters, I'll right. even still try um, a medication to treat for mites um, because there are some types that are really hard to find. Um, and right. we can retest and retest and not see um, the type of mite called uh, sarcoptes. Um, and that is quite itchy for a lot of dogs. So I would uh, you know try that route. And then also for a young dog that's itchy and having some you know redness, some, even some rash-type changes, I really would examine the, the possibility of, of food allergy. We um, kind of went through a little bit of that with the vet. You did? Um, okay. Did you try food, anything yeah. different? We d- did we what now? I'm sorry. Oh, did you try anything different? Any uh, food yes. changes? Oh, yes, we did, and that, that didn't change. We did. We did that. Well, the first thought of hers was that it was a food allergy, and that didn't seem to do anything. Okay. So, so. tell me what kind of diet that you tried and how long. Um, gosh. My wife's on the feeding. Well, he's on a pedigree right now, which is a dry food. And we tried a canned food for a while. And I can't tell you what it was, but it's something that the vet recommended. Okay. Because, yeah, when we're, when we're talking about food allergies, it's, it's just kind of an innate problem with certain proteins or carbohydrates. So I like to do a food trial on a special hypoallergenic diet for about six to eight weeks. Okay. Um, if during that time we have little breakthroughs where we're getting little food off the table or milk bones or they're getting into the cat's food, then all those little episodes kind of decrease the whole efficacy right. of a food trial. So um, that's where if we invest the time and the money in some of these diets, I want to make sure just like all of those little details that, you know, we keep that all kind of in a control within our means. Right. Um, and hypoallergenic foods that I would tend to go for in, in a dog, especially a short-haired dog, um, I really like um, some of the different um, hydrolyzed protein diets um, right. for this type of issue. And that might be like Hills, ZD, um, Purina has one that's called HA. Okay. And these are basically diets that the proteins are still used by the body, but they're very small and they kind of go past the immune receptors in the stomach and the gut. Um, and uh, for a pet who has a food allergy, it's one way to trick their immune system. Okay. But that would be what something the, that I would certainly... What was the Hills again? Um, ZD. Z as in zebra. Okay, because I think Hills is what we tried, I think. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of other ways to go with hypoallergenic diets. So, you know, lamb and rice used to be an old uh, hypoallergenic type of diet. But, you know, we do see pets that actually can become sensitive to any kind of food, whether it's, uh, you know, chicken and rice or lamb and rice. So um, there are some different diets out there that might be duck-based, venison-based. You know, so some of those things might be still within the realm of trying. Um, now, if we've ruled out all these other problems, we've done a really good thorough food trial, 
I do have some luck with um, a medication that is used for allergies. And rather than putting a, a young dog on steroids, which is just a lifetime of just, you know, giving him a lot of side effects he doesn't need, right. I will actually look at some different immune modulator drugs. And there's one called Atopica, which is a cyclosporine based drug and that for a lot of dogs with allergies is is a, a real relief um, but that's kind of a secondary level so I'd, okay. I'd try that food first and then um, you know maybe see about trying some atopica okay could we do the food and the and the skin mite medicine maybe at the same time just to yeah yeah and that would definitely right. be a good way because it takes a little time even for the mite treatments to you know see a benefit or a change um, and I definitely if 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 you have the opportunity, I would have your veterinarian take that skin scraping and look at it just to make sure, even if they've done it already, because, you know, it is a, it's just a basic when it comes to something like this, and we want to go down that right path. <laughs> would one of our dogs have mites and the other one wouldn't? You could have that, yeah. And some dogs will have mites that are actually adult dogs that aren't around other dogs, and um, okay. their immune system just isn't quite the same. So um, that is a possibility. Um, some types of mites are very contagious to other dogs, and others are kind of more of an inherent problem for a particular animal so so check that out and see how that skin works out hopefully you get that scratching under control this is dr debbie with animal radio 1-866-405-8405 i'm bobby hill from animal radio this week i'm cat sitting my brother's 17 year old feline remember the counter jumper one of the care instructions he left for me says quote make sure she gets her flex bet FlexPet, it's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility. They offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Just ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet, 1-800-END-PAIN. If you're a pooch that needs a unique gift for that special person in your life, OurDogHouse.com will give your human something to bark about. Find out what all the dogs are howling about. OurDogHouse.com, where distinguished pups do their shopping. Whether you're an Airedale or a Yorkie or any breed in between, you'll find something to put your paws on. Drop by today and sign up for our free informative newsletter for dog owners. www.OurDogHouse.com Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio.
squeaky toy? Can you get her a squeaky toy for me? Mm, I don't have it right here. I don't know. It must be in my office. There, give her a treat. Something to calm her for a second. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie on the way to answer your medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, with your dog behavior questions. I'll tell you, your dog, Ladybug, is the picture of youth. As she sits here, just a young body. Yeah, fresh. she's not even four months old yet. Remember when we were young? <laughs> uh, yeah, seems like yesterday, huh? Maybe for you it does. For me, I wake up in the mornings and my achy bones are, especially as the winter starts to set in, I hear my bones pop. I actually can hear them making all kinds of noise when I get out of bed in the morning. And, uh, you know, that can happen to our animals, too. They they become seniors younger than you might think. Middle age for some dogs is about five years of age. I know Boog, wow. Boog sitting right here, the studio cat, is always here when we go on the air. Mm-hmm. Always very quiet, but uh, when he gets... In and out of his bed, you could see he's a little bit achy. Yeah, he's almost 10. And I'm planning on changing that. And I decided uh, I was going to use FlexPet. FlexPet is, uh, they're a sponsor of Animal Radio. I like that name, Flex. And uh, the, the way they became a sponsor is uh, actually that Bobby Hill was using it. Mm-hmm. Our, and, news ca- our news lady. And she said, this stuff is good. You should get them on the air. And you're, you're always hearing her talking about it. Uh-huh. So I figure I'm going to try some of this stuff on Boog. And we I wanted to get the uh, top dog CEO, president of FlexPet on the phone. I believe, uh, is Tamer there? Tamer, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Tamer. Tamer Elsafi joining us. How are you doing today? Good. Th- uh, thank you. And thanks for having me on the show. Well, this is very near and dear and very important to me. Boog, the studio cat, is 10 years old. He's very much a senior. Cats can become senior seven years old, five, six, seven years old. Wow. Wow. That's young. It seems young. Mm -hmm. And one out of every five dogs I know will suffer the symptoms of arthritis by the time they reach that senior or middle age. And that means, what, 16 million dogs in the U.S. could be in misery right now. You guys created FlexPet. What is it? And, you know, we we always hear about chondroitin and, and glucosamine. Is this have anything to do with that? Uh, a little bit, but it's uh, it's much more. Uh, FlexPet contains uh, an ingredient called CMH. Uh, it's actually cetomerosteliate, but CMH for short, and it has glucosamine in it, but it also has a host of other things uh, like MSM, collagen type 2, uh, bromelain, and uh, uh, enzymes. And so uh, it's it's a combination of ingredients, but our main ingredient is CMH, which is a, a lubricant. It lubricates your joints and reduces inflammation, and it also boosts your immune system. So, and it does that for for animals and humans too. So, and that's how we actually uh, started FlexPet because we actually our our original product was called Flexin, and we we started that and and that did so well. And we had to branch off to FlexPet sure. because uh, the customers were requesting it, and they were giving Flexin, which was our original product, to their to their dogs and cats. So <laughs> we said, "Well, let's mm-hmm. do a, 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 a an animal formula." You know what? I'm going to test try this stuff out with my cat Boog, if that's okay. Both of you, huh? both of us. Could. Now, how long will it take to work? And I understand there's a guarantee for it. It has a uh, unlimited guarantee. Uh, we we don't have we don't do thirty or sixty or ninety days. You take it doesn't work. Just go ahead and send it back. Uh, but you know, with with cats and dogs, we've noticed a, a 
such a there's no placebo effect with the cats and dogs. Either it works or it doesn't. <laughs> yes. So uh-huh. you know you know right away, and the results are phenomenal because it works within a, a, just a few weeks. Because the diet is better with cats and dogs. They're on a regular diet. Well, how would I administer to my pet? Is like a tablet or a liquid or powder? How do, yeah. how do you it's do a, it? Yeah, it's, it's a meat flavored chewable Ooh. tablet. They'll think it's a treat. Just like a little treat for them, and they'll be begging for more. Well, you know, I like to do research before I do anything, and I use the internet. Flexpet.com. You can thoroughly research this product before you go ahead and get it. And it does come with a guarantee. And, of course, uh, you can follow along as I try it out and as Boog tries it out here on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. one 405 405, Dr. Debbie's answering your medical questions right now. I believe we have Rod on the phone. Hi, Rod. Hi, how are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Well, hi there. Um, what you got question. going on there? Well, we have two inside cats, um, one male, one female. Uh, both They're litter mates, as we got them as kittens. Um, they've both been neutered and both declawed. Um, a week ago on Saturday, we had a neighbor cat come up from the outside, and one was, as they're prone to do, they show aggression to the outside cat. Um, our other inside cat came up behind the first cat, and we've got some redirected aggression at each other now. Okay. Um, the, the male cat basically went after the female cat, um, and I've, we've never seen this amount of aggression between these two cats. They'll play, they'll fight sometimes. And we've even seen this where a neighbor cat will come up and they'll show some aggression to each other, but that usually is over within a minute or two and then they're fine again. Um, But but this has been going on for about a week and a half now to where um, they're still very aggressive toward each other. Okay, and is it both ways? One cat is uh, always the aggressor, or did they kind of switch the roles? They, they kind of switch the roles. Um, they're both, they both hiss a lot. They both growl a lot. Um, we've been trying to separate them in different rooms, and we're trying to reintroduce re- them to each other. Um, but we're just wanting to know if, if my, my, my wife and I are just wanting to know if we're on the right track as far as getting them back to normal or what we can do about that. All righty. Well, sounds like your kitty household is a little bit in an uproar here. <laughs> and I'll pull up my kitty psychiatrist couch here right now, and um, we'll, we'll see what we can do. You are definitely dealing with a very tough behavioral problem in, in a cat household, and that's probably the biggest message that I, I would want to get out there. So this is very difficult to deal with um, because the um, aggression that your kitties have or you know whoever might be coming around their yard front door, windows, other kitties that are coming around, they're lashing out at the closest uh, cat they can find. Um, and sometimes that doesn't even have to be a cat. It could be a dog or another person. And the, the really tough thing about this is that a lot of cats with redirected aggression have such a high arousal state that it could last for hours or even days after they're in this situation. So that's part of the challenge there is that it could be something that happened four days ago um, that one cat is starting to lash out at the other. And just the sight of your other cat during that time will re-trigger that whole cascade of events. So that's the big challenge. 
Um, and for most cat households that are fighting this problem, um, what you're doing is, is certainly the right step, is we want to separate the cats and completely get them away from each other. Um, we want to have good experiences together. So um, sometimes that can be done naturally. Sometimes we need a little bit of some chemical help. Um, and I have a lot of cats that we're dealing with re redirected aggression that we do have to consider um, anti-anxiety behavior medication to help facilitate that transition because it, it's very prolonged. There's a lot of potential for setbacks if they have a bad exposure together. Um, so I will pull out medications such as Prozac <laughs> for cats. Um, there's other drugs called clomipramine, um, some of the other uh, drugs such as amitriptyline. And, and getting cats that have this type of problem on a medicine like that helps to try to bring the excitement and anxiety level down to that which we can kind of work with and then do some of this uh, counter conditioning type training. And, and that's where you start bringing your cats around with each other and always rewarding them, always treating them, feeding them whenever there's kind of a cat-cat um, interaction and making that be the reward for even tolerating the sight of your other cat at this point. Um, and then the other thing I always like... I like to pull out is the pheromones and um, you may have heard me talk about this on other programs um, but pheromones are the kitty scent hormone that they smell we don't smell and it, it's a kind of a way to communicate between cats and I do like to use the kitty uh, pheromone diffusers in a home that's fighting this problem it's another way to kind of help bring the anxiety down and to kind of help this transition between bringing them together um, so uh, how long have you been dealing with this it's been about a week and a half now. A week and a half. And have you yeah. seen any changes, any improvement whatsoever? We've seen some improvement. Um, it seems like early in the morning when they're both very affectionate, um, we, can, we can put them together for a few minutes. They'll, they'll actually lick each other and smell each other, and then a moment later they're hissing and growling again. Okay. They're not as aggressive as they were in the first couple of days. I mean, in the first few days, we couldn't, they couldn't even see each other without trying to kill each other. Um, but now what we've gone to is keeping them separately um, in different rooms when we're not there. But when we are there, we'll put one in a carrier in the same room that we're in. And then once they get kind of close to each other and they're not being aggressive, we'll try to distract them with treats and things like that. Um, okay. It's just we've seen some improvement. Um, well, we've seen improvement, but it still seems like in any, any given moment, they're back to hissing and growling again when they, when yeah. they see each other. And when you're doing that, kind of the good exposure and they're tolerating each other, kind of like, you know, teenagers, we, we got to put a stop point at that and say, hey, it's been five to ten minutes of good contact and these cats are getting along. Let's stop it right now and leave everyone with this good feeling that this interaction was favorable. Um, then you separate them back into their little worlds and then at another time you put them together again and we have to build up these exposures. And then make sure you're switching, you know, items, uh, towels and toys, switching them between the two areas that you're keeping the cat separate so they can kind of get reaccustomed to the smells and the, um, you know, the different signals from each other. And then while all of this is going on, we have to do something about those neighborhood cats. And I'm not advocating doing anything bad, but <laughs> if, if they can still see them and they still or smell them through it, an open door, this is going to be a continual problem. So whatever we can do to put blinds up or um, heavy curtains, things that can kind of physically 
put a barrier up. Um, there may be some parts of the house that are off limits because it's too accessible for them to see the outdoor cats. Um, those things I, I think we'll have to look at in the household as well and see what else we can kind of work out for them. Um, um, one yeah. thing that we've done, we've started keeping the blinds down and we put some paper over a door that they would normally see this cat. Um, okay. So we're trying, to, we're trying to really kind of limit them. You know, we hate to do that because they like watching the birds and everything else, but we really don't let them to start this whole process over again anytime soon. It's hard when you know other people have their cats outdoors um, because something like this, they, you know, no one would ever intend this to happen and want their their cat to start a fight somewhere else. But um, yeah, it's the reality of leaving cats outdoors. So I hope that works for you. Let me know how that comes along. Um, but be ready; it's a tough road, and uh, cat psychology is tricky. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This is an Animal Radio news. Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The state of Arizona is getting ready to set a record, and it is not a good one. They're on track to break the state's annual record for number of rabies cases. The Arizona Department of Health Services issued a rabies warning this month after three wild animals tested positive for the disease in the past two weeks. The state lab confirmed 162 cases of rabid animals, 38 people and 119 pets were exposed to those animals. In one case, a rabid fox attacked a hiker near Granite Mountain, that's northwest of Prescott. Just north of there, two animals from Flagstaff area tested positive. Veterinarians are saying dogs and cats should be vaccinated against rabies and people shouldn't touch an animal who looks sick. Animals displaying symptoms should be reported to local animal control. National Geographic is reporting technology is coming to the rescue of endangered elephants as well as farmers in Kenya. For years, the pachyderms have wandered into farmlands to graze, virtually wiping out months of income for farm families. Now a high-tech collar attached to the elephants sends text messages via cell phones to rangers whenever they wander into the farmland. Kenya is the first country to adopt this program to safeguard both the elephants and the crops. Kenya Wildlife Service says the experiment is a huge relief for farmers who rely on those crops for cash. A pet rescue organization in California's gold country is suggesting a pet-friendly holiday gift that could make a big difference in this tough economy. Susan Wallace, founder of Scooter's Pals, says giving pet food gift cards to your animal-loving friends this holiday could make a bigger difference than you think. Other gift ideas to help out pet lovers on your guest list include grooming services, toys, or even a promise to pet sit for a week. Giving a friend a month's worth of dog walks is another idea from the Grass Valley, California group. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. And I Hello, hello, hello. Well, it's good to be back on Animal Radio, your resident party animal, Vinnie Penn, coming at you uh, and loving every minute of the Animal Radio airwaves. One of the things that I uh, love and admire the most about animal lovers, it's going to be serious, going to have a serious one today. I, I, I hope those of you who came here looking for laughs won't be bummed out by this, but it's the way that animal and pet lovers 
rally around the issues, and they're not afraid to sign petitions, to draw up petitions, and to do things of that nature. I really respect that. I really admire that. In the, and, and, and that's why I'd like to bring one to the table right now to get a petition made up for and circulated and put a stop to something. And uh, the people we'd be targeting right now are those who come up with merchandising for cat owners. Uh, the, the 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 things that cat owners it's bad enough the things that cat owners will buy and wear but what's even worse is, is the stuff that these people come up with do you know i was at the mall last night i actually saw a woman walking my way she must have been in her 40s late 40s or so she had on this glittery uh, big baggy sweatshirt and it had a picture of a cat on it wearing a cowboy hat and it had a lasso and it said cat a girl on it, like, cat a girl, And I just looked at this, and I thought, it's not this woman's fault that she, someone probably, it's probably the worst stock, stocking stuff for known demand that she got stuck with this probably glow-in-the-dark cowboy cat sweatshirt. It's not her fault. It's not even her fault if she bought it, for whatever reason. It's the merchandiser's fault. And why is it always cats? Another one I saw once, it was actually a really good-looking girl, too. She had on a shirt that said sex and the kitty and uh the there, there was a cat where sarah jessica parker's carrie bradshaw was supposed to be i don't even know what to make of this cat erotica i i don't, I don't know what it was and she's like twirling in, in high heel shoes and it's a cat and it said sex and the kitty uh, now you know the merchandisers out there are thinking hey vinnie pen party animal say whatever you want we make a bundle of money on that stuff but you are you're causing corneal abrasion because there is such disbelief when people see other people wearing this that we rub our eyes so violently. You're causing corneal abrasion. And like I say, it's always the cat. It's just cats. You don't see like somebody who's got a huge aquarium at home wearing a shirt that says, I've got fish use. And big picture of, of of goldfish on his shirt, making funny faces. You don't see that cool Harley dude who has a snake wearing a shirt that says "Snake it or leave it." So let's get the petition up. That's actually a great line, tagline right there for a plumber. Let's get the petition made and out to the cat merchandising folks. Um, I guess the best way to end this week's segment would be cats all, folks. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. We're taking your calls for Doctor Debbie. She can answer your medical questions. Vlade, is he is he ready yet? He's not even here yet, is he? Vlade's always late. Okay. There's a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. Maybe but it's a Russian thing. You know what he told me? He says that if you're a celebrity, uh-huh. that you're supposed to show up late. Oh, uh, is that what it uh, is? Yeah. There okay. you go. Well, there you go. Um, he will be here at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 It's interesting. Talking to the last few callers, some fun names for their animals. And I'd love to hear the fun names that you might have for your animals at that very same phone number. Uh, we heard from Yaya Butterbell. Butterbean. Butterbean. Uh, Mr. Peanut, which uh-huh. is, you know, that's cute. That's creative. Yeah. Makes me think that all our, our names around here at the studio are kind of dull. What have dull? you heard of, Doc? Well, I've heard a lot of ones I probably can't repeat on the radio, but uh, I do have a memorable dog that is a pit bull mix named My Wife. 
<laughs> and the gentleman loved to come into the office and say, my wife is very happy to see you today, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Genevieve, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. What's your pet's name? I have Lola and Lilo. Lola and Lilo. Do you ever get them confused? I mean, that's hard to say back to back there. You, you even <laughs> had to slow down to say it. Well, actually, when I call Lola, I'll call her Lo. Oh, okay. A little shortcut. Yeah. So, And they're both uh, little poodles. And are, are they healthy? What's going on? Well, I have a problem with, with, uh, with Lola. She has a tendency to potty in the house. Even though I take her outside to go to the restroom, and at night, if I don't lock her up, there will be a, a, a piddle or uh, another little surprise for me uh, waiting for me downstairs. And she knows she's not supposed to do it. You'll look at her and just say, Lola. And then all of a sudden she goes, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Uh. So she knows she's not supposed to do it, but she still does it. And, and how old are your, your doggies? They're three. And have they been fully house trained when they were young? Lilo is completely potty trained, okay? Lola is the one that we've had problems from the get-go. She was actually the one that was ahead of the other one from the very beginning, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. She just started having an accident here and there, and I'm afraid to leave them in the house when when we leave because mm-hmm. I'm afraid of, of finding um, presents. And so what do you typically do at night or when you're away? Are they, cr- are they in a crate, in a kennel, or do they have free run of the home? Because of her having her accident, I have put her in my room and closed my door. If I do that, there won't be a problem. If she has okay. free roam, there will be a problem. Okay. Now, if, she, if you take her outside and she goes outside, does she do her business pretty readily outside? She will, but sometimes if there's a lot going on, she could care less, and she'll come back inside and she'll do, she'll do her mess inside. All right. Well, Genevieve, the, the first thing that I want to make sure we get clear is it's a common misperception that dogs know when they're doing wrong when it comes to the housebreaking things. Okay. She doesn't know she's doing wrong. She's just doing a behavior that she thinks is the right place, the right time. She may react negatively because you're looking at her sternly or you're raising your voice or you're giving her disapproving body gestures, but she doesn't understand. And that's the problem here. And that's what we have to kind of go back to is that when we have an adult dog that either at, at some point was had learned house training and has forgotten it or just never really got the idea across, she doesn't understand. And that's how we have to make her help her understand what our expectations are for her bathroom needs. And that can be challenging, especially if you have two dogs. Um, but basically, even though she's three years old, uh, we got to go back and treat her like a puppy, starting from scratch and understanding that we have to use every resource we have. Uh, when you're not around and you're not supervising, keeping her in that back bedroom, if that works for now, that's great. But ideally, we should be confining her to a kennel, to a crate. So her world is very small, and that when she comes out of that world, you take her physically to her bathroom area, supervise that activity, and then praise her up and down. So you're providing that positive reinforcement, which is going to go miles further than you know looking at her and being upset when you find that mess. 
Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I know it's not good <laughs> news, is it? <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be easier than that. Okay. No, and, and I, that's where it, but it, it really does fall just to retraining her. So there's really no medicines I'd say you're going to need. It, it requires, while she's in the house, if, um, if she's the kind of dog that she scurries into another room while you're cooking dinner and she does her business while you're home, that means you're going to have to keep her with you constantly. So she's either right. confined into a kennel, or you have her on a light leash, a light tether, and you have her to your side so you can supervise her activities at every moment. Okay. Well, I hate putting her in the kennel. That's the, that's the thing is, you know, she likes to go to sleep with us, and, and, you know, she climbs in the bed and goes under the blankets and everything, which is fine. But, you know, when, when she started, you know, disappearing and, and doing something, all of a sudden she'd come back, and it's funny because she'd come jump back in bed and literally sneak in bed. And she's smart because she's learned that when she does that. She's so. got your number, right. Genevieve. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> spoiled. I, I was just, I, I had somebody over the house today, and they go, boy, look at these dogs. They're, they're spoiled. Because <laughs> you sit down, and they just jump on your lap, and they're just happy-go-lucky little guys. Be really strong, and you can do it. And, and just remember that poop does happen, <laughs> and we can get through yeah. this. Okay. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call, one 405 8405 you're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, it's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Be my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally potograph. More tales are coming this year. Given of the heart. And remember, think Brink. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Keeping your pet safe during the winter holidays may take a little planning and preparation. 
During this time of the year, many people will gather for holiday parties with all the delicious smells and exciting new people. Our pets may take advantage of dropped goodies or even an unattended plate. It's natural to want to share our food with our pets, but some things should be avoided. Excessively salty or fatty foods, foods with onion or onion powder in them, grapes and raisins, poultry bones, all should be avoided. Chocolate and sweets deserve special mention due to their abundance during this time of the year. Some candies and foods that contain the artificial sweetener xylitol can actually cause a rapid decrease in blood sugar drop of dogs, and, and it's even been implicated in cases of liver failure. Chocolate is a well-known toxic for dogs, but the baking chocolate and the semi-sweet varieties are much more dangerous, causing heart problems, vomiting, and even some kind times they can be fatal. And it should go without saying that your pet should never be given alcoholic beverages. Holiday plants are another source of potential problems. Almost any member of the lily family can be deadly to cats. And other holiday foliage, such as mistletoe and holly, can also cause severe stomach upset. Most of the time, the poinsettias, however, can only cause a little mild digestive irritation. Artificial decorations aren't safe either. To a cat, ribbons or strands of tinsel are a big temptation. And if swallowed, actually cause major problems once they're in the intestine. Electrical cords cause burns or even electrocutions. And glass ornaments can be broken and cut your pet's mouth. And if swallowed, can cause very severe problems. The outdoor world may be just as bad. Common poisonings of pets during the winter months is, of course, antifreeze. Its pleasant, sweet taste makes it a deadly poison. Even if you suspect that your pet has consumed some antifreeze, please do not hesitate to call your veterinarian immediately. Ice-melting products and rodent poisons are also very dangerous. Pets suffer the effects of frostbite and hypothermia when it gets cold just as easily as we do. If your pet must stay outdoors, be sure to provide them shelter from wind and moisture. Those are the two big things. Get them out of the wind and keep them dry. In this case, bigger is not better. If you can get a smaller pet home, it'll actually trap their body heat and it becomes more efficient. Using heated water bowls and replenish it every day is also a good idea. Know your pet's limitations during this season. Older dogs may not be as sure-footed on ice, and young puppies may not have enough body fat to keep them warm in the snow. If an older dog slips on the ice, it can actually tear ligaments between its legs and cause a very severe problem. Those young puppies, maybe even a coat would be a good idea, especially for short-haired dogs. Wintertime can be a glorious time and full of family fun. It does not have to involve a visit to the emergency room. So take these few precautions. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. 
at last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter in a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. A couple of weeks back, I was sick. I was, well... Different, different than, than than I normally am. I, I had a cold, and I took the day off and I watching daytime TV. And I saw Judge David Young. If you've not seen this yet, you actually probably want to TiVo it. And he has this. He does things on Fridays. Last few weeks, he's been doing a. Oh, I forget what they call it. Some kind of Friday. They, they incorporate animals into it. Oh, Is wow. he on the phone? Hi, Judge. I, you know, I am. I love, I love what I'm being spoken about, and I'm right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even know you were on the phone. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? And it's Thank Dog It's Friday. Thank Dog It's Friday. I knew it was a catchy name like that. Well, well people at Sony are so very creative. Well, now, so, <laughs> what made you guys decide to do something like this? Well, I've always had a love for animals, and I serve on the board of the... Um, Miami-Dade County Humane Society, and every time I come to New York, I bring my, my little girl up, Maggie. So they thought, God, this would be a great idea to partner with the Humane Society of the United States, and let's do some work together. And that's how it came to fruition. Okay, so what cases have you taken on so far? Now, I, I admit I've only seen last week, so I don't know what happened the week before. Um, I know we had a case involving a billy goat. Yeah, what, what was that about? Uh, the case was these people owned a billy goat, and so the billy goat was little billy. And these neighbors moved in that had a pit bull, and they didn't take proper care of their property, and the pit bull escaped and did some really bad things oh, to the billy no. uh, goat. And it, you know, it helped to illustrate two things: one that you know it t- took us out of the box a little bit because most people don't think of billy goats as being you know a pet that we would fall in love with, but you know, a four-legged animal is a four-legged sure. animal. And um, this family was completely distraught, as was the family of the pit bull who had to put the dog to sleep because of what happened. And uh, so you had two losers in the case. And, it was just, and just a little bit, just a very little bit of precaution could have saved everyone a lot of aggravation. Not a lot, of, pe- not a lot of people know that animals in, in court are property. And so it's sort of a different kind of thing going on, even though they seem like family to us. If something happens to them where you end up in court, probably your only compensation will be as if they were a piece of property. Is that correct? That is correct, and I think that's outrageous. And I, you know, I, I can tell you a, a personal story that happened to my family. My uh, sister, Francie, and her husband had a dog and was an Akita. It was a, the most gorgeous dog you've ever seen in your life, next to my Maggie, of course. <laughs> and um, Oki went to get her teeth cleaned. She was like two or three years old, and she never came home. Oh, you know, um, I hear that all the time. And... And, you know, I'm convinced that the veterinarian did not do his job properly and probably committed malpractice. But because it's an animal, you can't sue a veterinarian for malpractice. And I just think that's a big ball of wrong. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's one other. I think the one I saw was the. it was a dog owner who was suing the neighbor for letting uh, his dog out without permission. And the well, dog got hit by a car. But the one you saw was a friend who entrusted her dog 
to another friend, and they took the friend out without a leash, and you know, you, you know, your worst nightmare happened that the dog ran out and got hit by a car. And, you know, which we did to illustrate to people that when you entrust your loved one with someone, you have to make sure that they are just as responsible as you are. You know, would you trust a child to a child molester? No, you wouldn't. You'd do, you would do background checks. You would, you know, you would do what it takes to make sure your child is safe. It's the same thing with your animal. Now, how will you rule in this case? Um, well, I made the person who was sued pay the money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the, the things that's so frustrating to me, all the money in the world can't bring that dog back. No. How, how is that determined? Back. How is the money determined? <clears throat> it, you know, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you. Well, no, I understand. It's the court system. It's the system, and you, you might feel a little bit like it's not right. But, <laughs> but <laughs> and you're a judge. It, it, it's done basically by how much you pay for medical bills. Mm. Wow. Do you think that we can change that? I, you know, I think we can. I think that the Humane Society, I know, is working on it, and I think all of us need to contact our legislators and say, we demand justice for our pets because, you know, they're part of our families. And it, most legislators, I'm sure, are pet lovers, and if they were told about it, we put some pressure on them, I think we can do a lot of work and, and you know, give the pets the honor that they deserve it because of the love that we have for them. Okay. Does anyone ever bring their pets into the courtroom? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Really? Oh, sure. What kind um, of animals? In the first season, we had a lot of dogs that were brought in. In the second season, we have a couple dogs, and you'll see them on Thank Dog, it's Friday. And they're just the cutest little things. Now, does it end this next Friday, or is there going to be more? Is this just like a pilot to see if everybody likes it? Right, correct. Okay. What, what I'm hoping for is that we have a season three, uh-huh. and that we can uh, do more of that in season three. Because the, the Humane Society of the United States has been an amazing partner. Okay. So we need to have a season three. Yeah, everybody write to Sony Pictures. We love Judge David. <laughs> Check yeah, out the website, because I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really know much about you until I had that sick day. It's uh, judgedavidyoung.com is the website. Well, they can also reach me on Facebook or MySpace, and I answer all inquiries, all letters. I make everybody my friend. I like having a lot of friends. Oh, good. That's good. I like that, too. And on my and on Facebook, you'll see Maggie, my, my child, who, who, who we rescued like the Obamas. And, you know, if, if the president-elect or his people are listening, my dog is hypoallergenic. Ah. I got her from a rescue shelter. There you go. What kind of dog is Maggie? Uh, Maggie looks like Toto from The Wizard of Oz. It's sort of a mutt. She is. Don't tell her that. Ah. <laughs> please. Ah, please. Yeah, don't use that word. <laughs> we know they're the best and sometimes the strongest health-wise. And oh, so, she's incredible. Yeah. I mean, she, on, on April, she celebrates her 12th birthday in... She still loves to run and play and chase squirrels. And she was depressed this morning because we didn't see any squirrels on our walk. And now she was like moping around, so I had to give her a treat. Well, give her a big old hug from all of us, okay? I will absolutely do that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much, Judge David Young, joining us. Check out the Humane Society's website on uh, more information about what they're doing. And of course, judgedavidyoung.com. Links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com and more animal radio on the way. is Animal Radio Network. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly, 
The Publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, says he'll be here any moment. He just called on his cell phone, says he's stuck in traffic, wink, wink. He'll be here. And he'll be answering your questions. Also, Dr. Debbie, she's here with your medical questions. 1-866-405-8405. Vinnie Penn on the way. And uh, animal communicator extraordinaire, Joy Turner. You know. If you believe into that kind of thing, I know that uh, Judy, you do. I'm a little bit of a skeptic, but uh, you know, I don't think. You, yeah, just a little bit. I just don't think you guys have had a real true life experience with your animals. I've experienced something with a cat that had just passed away, so I'm a true believer. You're you're a spiritual kind of person. Yeah, but you know what? The way you communicate with your cat, I can't believe that you don't. You know, feel that. Yeah. Well, you know, again, we're this is something we're all born with. Have you ever? had the phone ring and you knew who it was it's yeah basic. we do i do See, that. it's the same thing but can you talk to people on the other side dead animals dead uh cats I dogs can't, but yeah. she, can. she can no yes yeah. you don't believe in it bobby i'm a skeptical i'm still and i totally believe that judy had a, a little spiritual experience intervention yes. with her ghost kitty i totally get that okay. yes i did but I'm 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 still more on the skeptical side. Although I personally have seen a ghost, mm. so a human I'm or go, animal. It was a human ghost. It was not an animal ghost. It was a human ghost. Good ghost or bad ghost? Good ghost. Good ghost. During the seventies. So it was. It was <laughs> no, it wasn't. Do you remember Woodstock? Yes. During the sixties. No, 60s. you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody does. Of course. Well, of course, she is on the way. If you believe in it, and you would like to talk to your animal, uh, let me just say that the phones ring off the hook whenever Joy's on. We're all animal here, so we—that's why we have the uh, the veterinarian and the behaviorist, the cat experts, the dog experts, and the animal communicator, because that's what it's all about here at Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Joy. Bobby, what do we have coming up in the news? We are going to take a look at the continuing repercussions of that dry pet food recall in September from Mars. Pet Care. That's coming up in the news. Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming back at you. One quick question to throw your way. Whatever happened to the doghouse? And I don't mean the sofa after you've had it out during dinner over what you were going to watch on TV that night. Uh, Survivor versus One Tree Hill. Not that doghouse. We all know that doghouse is alive and well. Buddy of mine just uh, bought a new place. We're visiting him this past weekend. He takes me out to show me where Thor's room is. Uh, and Thor's room, to be honest with you, is what I would call the back patio. 
huge awning, big sofa bed, plush, very comfortable. Uh, this whole area to meander about. And it got me to thinking about when I was a kid, uh, almost every backyard had that really cool, just kitschy, cool doghouse way in the corner. And it was exactly that. I mean, it was a little small for some of the dogs, sometimes pretty big for some of the other dogs. And it would have their name over the roof. And uh, I mean, sure, back then we thought, oh, when it pours and rains, they must run it. It never stopped to think how much the dog might love it in there. They don't need to be upgraded to the, the bridal suite. I don't know that a lot of the, I think the animal communicators out there, as much as I think that's farcical, they might tell you, you know, uh, I'm looking at Spot here and uh, I think he needs some space. I think he wants some distance from you guys. And, uh, you know, on the back patio, he could hear you squabbling over the O'Reilly factor, and it's not really working for him. The back patio? Please don't let the doghouse go the way of even the, the, the birdhouse or the treehouse. Some other guys I know pointed to the fort they had uh, in the backyard for their kids, and it was completely prefab. It was not just those planks wedged into the tree that really weren't even safe, with the ladder just being planks of wood nailed into the tree kind of haphazardly and uh, the fire department uh, needing to be called just to get the kids. Out. This is this is what youth was in the 70s. No, you weren't safe in that tree house in the backyard. And you didn't want to be. Uh, and yeah, the dog house was a little bit small for the dog. And maybe he did get a little bit scared during thunderstorms. But it was better than him here and the two of you make love. I'm Vinny Penn, your party animal, baby. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. It is uh, ooh, just a few days away from Thanksgiving. And you have a lot to be thankful for, Judy, with your uh, new, new dog. baby. Yes, she's getting big. She weighs almost four pounds. And we really don't know what she is. We know there's Chihuahua. Because mm-hmm. you saw the mama. At least someone said this was the mama, and they pointed to a Chihuahua. So yeah. we, we and I assume. got her at a rescue. So. A rescue. Right. So they don't know who the daddy was. Uh, it has a long... Doesn't you guys should go on Jerry Springer. Yeah, Jerry, find out who's the daddy. <laughs> who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? Who the daddy? And, uh, of course, we have the big pool going on here at Animal Radio. And uh, if you could see it, you could see the entire wall is covered with squares. And the, <laughs> the Animal Radio air staff is all taking bets as to... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Can't say bets? No. Fun. Friendly wagers. Yes. yes. Just some friendly wagers, as Bobby says right there. And uh, we're actually going to... Blame me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> follow it up with a DNA test. We're going to actually have uh, one, if not two, DNA tests done. And this hits home with a lot of people. They don't know who the daddy is. And, of course, you love them any way they turn out. We had a call, what was it, two weeks ago? Some guy called in. What What were the dogs? Like an Australian Shepherd. Mm-hmm. He had had one before. Well, he got this dog. It turned out to be like a Burmese Mountain Dog. It's something. hard to tell. So he wanted a dog about 35, 40 pounds, and this puppy was 70 pounds already. It's really so, hard to yeah. tell okay, when they're a baby. number one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, people are a trip. <laughs> yeah, they they sure are. And you know what? We walked in, into a Home Depot the other day, and there was a, a couple there standing with uh, what was most apparently a golden retriever puppy. Mm-hmm. And they said that they they were trying to sell it. They had a whole litter there, and they said that it was a Chihuahua <laughs> because you know, Chihuahuas are the dog du jour with the the movie yes. and everything. 
these uh, people have a bong in the basket as well. It could be. You cannot confuse those two breeds. Yes. No, not yes. at all. So don't get scammed. And, of course, if you're going out to get an animal, go to a shelter. Go to a rescue and save an animal for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Did you hear the president-elect in his first news conference saying mutts are better? I hope oh, he believes good. that because we're not so sure he's going to get a mud. He may he may get to, what was the last on this Judy? The problem is is that one of his daughters is allergic so oh, he's yes. looking for an hypoallergenic and he doesn't feel he's going to be able to get that at a shelter. He feels he's going to have to go to I don't know if he's going to go thinking about going to a breeder or something to get a specific dog. Now I want to throw this out right now just in case Obama okay. you happen to be listening. Just a pause for laughter right there. Obama, if you Why happen, wouldn't he be? Well, yeah. you know, he's a busy guy. He's got a lot on his hands right now. A lot yeah, on the plate. Yeah, that's for sure. But if you're looking for a dog, we will uh, certainly sacrifice Ladybug, wouldn't we, Judy? Hey, wait a minute. What are you <laughs> talking about? You can't do that. I know. Who does he think he is? It's for the country. It's for the good of the country. Well, I think he should have a cat, too. So you want to sacrifice your cat, Boo? Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that changes subjects real quick, didn't it? High blood pressure in pets. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. Blood pressure measurements have been a standard in human medicine for many years. Due to recent advancements in blood pressure measurements for our pets, high blood pressure is being diagnosed with more frequency during their yearly exams. Your pet's blood pressure may be measured using a Doppler flow system. Initial readings may be high due to the pet's stress and anxiety And sometimes we call this white coat hypertension because they're in an unfamiliar surrounding. But this may be reduced by letting the pet calm down in the veterinary clinic for a few hours. Hypertension in pets is usually an indication of underlying kidney or heart disease, diabetes, or in cats, hyperthyroidism. Over time, hypertension damages vital organs, including the eyes, brain, heart, and kidneys. Pets with hypertension may experience a sudden loss of vision or deafness. Neurological signs may include circling and a head tilt or seizures. But there are a growing number of cases, particularly in cats, where no underlying cause is found for hypertension. Signs associated with underlying disease might include heart or kidney disease, and they're more subtle and may include lethargy, depression, difficulty breathing, increase in thirst and urination. Bleeding from the nose may also occur. Well, veterinarians have an array of hypertensive drugs to use to control hypertension in pets. Special diets may be required and treats high in salt should be avoided. As in people, blood pressure will need to be monitored and tailor the medications to the individual pet. The prognosis is good for treating hypertension in pets if it's caught early. For more information on blood pressure measurement and your pet's risk for hypertension, ask your family practice veterinarian or you can visit acvim.org. Reporting for the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Vladdy, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, on the way. He's a little late. Bobby, have you seen him yet? I haven't, but then you guys didn't tell me to go look for him. So, honestly, unless I'm assigned, I, I just don't do it. You just stay right <laughs> there in that news you. booth, don't you? It's sort of I'm your safe. Pretty... It's like a crate for you. 
is what it's I'm like. I'm comfy. You'll like it in there. By the way, we'll I be talking indeed. a little bit later on. You you have a little bit of news about uh, what puppy might be taking over the White House as, as Obama's you know, puppy. It has been a big, big bone of contention. Yes, it sure has. And we, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, really want him to adopt his puppy. He's looking like he may not adopt his puppy. We'll have all the details on the way. Right now, we have animal communicator Joy Turner with us. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How how's your world? Oh, splendid. And I believe we have Linda joining us. Hi, Linda. Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in Georgia. I'm a truck driver. You are on with animal communicator extraordinaire Joy Turner. Hi, Linda. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to today? Uh, I'm, I'm, my dog is uh, black and white, Scottish Terrier and, uh, and Poodle Mix, and his name is Chester. I just want to know if he's okay being a truck driving dog. He wants me to ask you what else you would think he would be. <laughs> oh, okay. He likes being with me, huh? He wants to be with you. He says he doesn't care if we're on the moon. He wants to be with you. Okay. I, I was just worried, you know, sometimes uh, he don't act like he's that happy but when we do a lot of hard running. So I just wanted to make sure he was okay. He said, well, don't you get tired when you do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said, so does he. So it's nice to have a little break now and then. But he just wants to be wherever you are. He doesn't care. He goes, even under a rock, that's where we'd be. Now, when he gets off his food, like uh, like he hasn't eaten in two days, is that is that because he's not exercised enough, or is it uh, something wrong? Okay, so he's just now not eating for two days. Yeah, uh, every once in a while he'll uh, he won't eat. Uh, he'll go a whole day, uh, two days without food. Yeah, he tells me that he feels fine. It's just a matter of kind of when you're, and he says, "Don't take this wrong," but when you're kind of cramped up in the truck all the time. You don't get to have a lot of motion, and so your body doesn't really require a lot. Oh, okay. He's smarter about that than I am, huh? (laughs) Oh, isn't that so true with animals? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks okay. for your call, Linda. 1-866-405-8405. And, of course, if you want to get your Joy Turner fix, head on over to her website, joyturner.com. Joy, we'll speak to you next weekend. Thanks very much, Hal. We have more Animal Radio on the way. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. This week, I'm cat-sitting my brother's 17-year-old feline. Remember the counter jumper? One of the care instructions he left for me says, quote, Make sure she gets her FlexPet. FlexPet, it's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Just ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet, 1-800-END-PAIN. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. Roxy. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. 
Better bookmark this one. www.safeguardfordogs.com Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food. AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients. 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors. No coloring. No fillers. No gluten. And absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions at that very number. Also, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He's finally shown up. He's here. He'll be answering your questions in just a few minutes. Uh, Vinnie Penn is on the way. And uh, Bobby with news. What about that first dog, the first puppy, Obama's dog? More details on that in just a couple of minutes. Also, the, uh, the infamous... Ladybug, who's your daddy? Pool is coming together here. We we still don't know exactly who's Ladybug's daddy might be. We know Chihuahua. Is that correct? Right, that's You're, that's pretty. Sure. How sure are you on that? I well, mean, Mama looked like she had Chihuahua in her. She looked pretty strong, Chihuahua. So if that was truly the the mama, you have to understand. I got her from a rescue. Mm, yes. So, so they wouldn't lie. Is what no, you're saying? Just a little confusion. You know, you don't always know when you go to a rescue. But what do you think, Doctor Deb? Do you? Put- you know, I I have to put my vote in definitely for that Chihuahua end, and uh, then I'm gonna go vote for Miniature Pincher. I believe I Miniature Pincher. Yes. Yeah, a nice little small dog. I think that fits her uh, her type there. Okay, Boy, now that- you got me thinking. Yeah. Well, you know what? You could really only. I mean. It- you can't tie in this pool here. It doesn't work that way. Of course, uh, we're just betting Monopoly money right now. It's this is this is not a uh, one of those big money wagers. Of course, we're all air talent, so we don't have a lot of money. But we know definitely that we don't know who the daddy is, and we're getting a DNA test. Maybe two of them done, uh, and we'll have the person who's doing that coming on in just a couple of minutes. But right now, I believe we have Dana on the phone. Hi, Dana. Hi there. How are you doing? That's pretty good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from California, Monterey Park. I'm oh. at work. Okay. Working to, on, a, on a weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm in security. So we, I'm at, at a bank, so we work 24-7. Ooh. Not just myself, but everyone. A full crew. Ooh. It sounds, uh, sounds sort of like our jobs. A little bit like yeah. that. <laughs> Definitely like my job working on weekends. <laughs> yeah, you, you get yeah. called in on all hours, I bet, Dr. Debbie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> what can we do for you here, Dana? Hi, Dr. Debbie. Uh, let me explain my problem. I have two cats. One of them, my tomcat, I've had him about a year and a half. He looks Siamese. Got five toes on both front paws, and he looks Siamese. Oh, how cool. I yes, a- I love polydactyls. Oh, man. And he's got the blue eyes and the Siamese markings. But the problem is I got a female. She's part Siamese. I've had her since she was a baby. Uh, when Yukonuba changed their formula about four or five months ago, she refused to eat the new formula. 
Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, no, I'm not kidding. She she went. She's at weighs about uh, maybe six and a half, seven pounds. She went down to less than uh, four pounds in weight because she would not wow. eat the new formula. I proceeded. I went through so much. I even took her into the vet. The vet said well, she looks healthy and everything. I want to run a blood test and X-rays and everything else at four hundred dollars. I went. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't afford that. <laughs> I love this little girl, but getting her to eat any food other than wet food, I can mix it with the cat food, with dry food, and she'll eat the wet food plus the dry. But okay. I can't afford that every day. So <laughs> I She's going to break the food bank there. <laughs> right. I have gone through so many varieties of cat food that have been told me, well, this will probably work. This will probably work. She turns her nose up at everything and tries to bury it. Okay. Uh, I've even tried her on the Yuka Nuka Nuba. She, tur- she goes over, sniffs it, tur- turns her ass end up at it, and walks away. Won't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Well, I finally found one, a girl, my next door neighbor. Her sister lives in Arizona, and she gave me a website called Call of the Wild. Well, they sent me some sample, four or five sample packets. And in one of the sample packets, they had called uh, chicken soup. Okay. I put a little bit down my Tomcat. He sniffed that, stopped, and he started eating it. I figured, okay, if he'll eat it, she's got to eat it. Why? Isn't that like stuff. kitty crack, pretty much, doctor? <laughs> I, I mean, this is, she, I want to take her, and I, I, I love her, but she's a fluff ball. She only weighs actually about seven pounds in full weight with the fur. And I okay. can't get her to eat any dry food. I don't know what to put down. I don't know what to, if I can put something on the food to get her to eat it. Hell. Okay. I, I, the big question I'd have, I know you said she dropped some weight, but when at her current weight, what does your veterinarian say? Is she in a healthy weight? Just, do they say she's underweight? No, she was fine on normal weight. When I had her, when she was eating, she was at, she was like, she was normal weight, about seven and a half pounds, maybe a little bit overweight, but nothing major. You know what I mean? Okay. She's very active within the house, but I'm talking about the weight loss is when she wouldn't eat. She dropped down to less than four pounds. Okay. She wouldn't eat anything but unless I put wet food down for her okay. every day. Yeah, and, and I don't know that, I mean, I'd, I'd love to blame this all on just a dietary um, or a food preference type thing, but gosh, you know, to have a kitty that, that doesn't eat anything and doesn't prefer anything, um, you know, sometimes we will go to the, the canned foods. But, um, you know, I know you, you have some reservations about doing some testing, but it, it might really be prudent to do some basic things. Maybe not if you can't commit to that whole $400 bill, but there might be some things we want to check out because there can be some metabolic problems that will cause a pet's appetite to be poor. Um, they can actually have low-grade gastritis or stomach upset from some conditions. So you might, if I can encourage you to do that, that would be, I think, something very good. Um, now, if we just talk about diet and what things we can use, um, you know, if a kitty is this picky and their teeth are healthy and we don't see any bad teeth, any infection in the mouth... Then I would definitely say, well, throw up the hands. If we won't eat dry regularly, let's try some of those canned varieties. Some of the gravied ones will be a little bit more uh, favored by some cats. Um, we throw in the extra added benefit um, as kind of heating it in the microwave and making it extra stinky, smelly, and canned cat food. You heat it up a little bit, and it sends people walking the other direction, but cats seem to come running. So I would try that. As far as some of those other products you have mentioned that you tried some samples, 
you know, if I have a cat that's this fussy and we've ruled out medical problems, I, I do kind of give in to their preferences. Um, now, that would be, you know, if she's a little bit um, on the skinny side, I would definitely encourage you to, to look into that medical um, aspect. If she's in a healthy weight, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't always like to give in to, um, you know, pulling those exotic things off the shelf uh, because the richer foods, the more variability we throw into the diet, that, that's going to throw more to her digestive system. Um, we want a nice, stable, consistent diet, and that's the best thing for dogs and cats. If we can keep them on a regimen, um, their guts will be thankful and, and the litter box will be thankful also. Dr. Deb, I do give her, I do give, because my tomcat is been neutered. I knew, do know about the uh, urinary tract infections. Uh, I do give him wet food about twice a week, a good amount, because I know he needs a pure protein. The food that I put down, the dry food, it's been disappearing, but I can't tell if she's eating it or not. She's attacking okay. anything she can get in the house that's not food, but he's... <laughs> He's eating it, but she will not. She's she's drinking water. She's not throwing up. She just, it's like, I'm playing a waiting game with her. Either you eat it or you're going to starve. Mm-hmm. Unless I put it, wet food down twice a week for her. Okay. And, and how old is she again? I didn't catch that. She's about three and a half, four years old. About four years okay. old. So she's a pretty young gal then. Yeah, and she's always been on the Yukonuba. I've never had any problem. Because I do supplement them with the, not every day, on the wet, moist food, which she loves friskies. So that's the only thing I get for her. She <laughs> loves friskies. And I give her the canned friskies food. But getting her to even, I can't even eat, get her to eat the friskies dry food. She will not. Well, you know what, if, if she eats that canned food, this, you know, that's where I'm going to say, throw up your hands, it, you know. There's different arguments for dry versus canned food. For some cats, we actually, you know, feeding canned foods may be a little bit healthier for some conditions. So um, I would say if she'll eat that canned food, give into it. If you find a particular brand that she really likes and she's consistent with her appetite, stick with it. Friskies won't be on the top of my list, but if it works for her and you and her are happy and, you know, her appetite is more stable, then, then that's really the ultimate goal. It's, it's all about, you know, they make our lives happy. We need to make her lives happy and, and within reason. Before and you give up on that search there, though, I'd love to just send you some samples from AFS if we could. And you can see... Yeah, if- I, I- if I, if I find a halfway decent cat food, like Yukonuba, I've been told, is not that great of a cat food as it is. But I can mix it with wet food and she'll eat it. But if I don't That's acceptable. It I'll take food, that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we'll I'll take, take that. Yeah, all right. We'll take all right. We'll food. keep up those efforts there, Dana. Um, hopefully we'll get your girl to eat real regular here. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. If I should only be so finicky. <laughs> This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Mars Pet Care issued a voluntary recall of 23,000 tons of dry dog and cat food in September because of a possible salmonella contamination. Now the CDC announced the October 1st closure of that company's Everson, Pennsylvania plant, where the specific strain of salmonella was traced. But 
Eight more cases of people becoming sick have been traced to the dry dog food just this month. A CDC epidemiologist suggested people check their dry pet food, which has a one-year shelf life, to see if it was part of the recall by going to Mars Pet Care's website. And I, one thing I uh, wanted to mention really fast is this is the mm, people getting are, are getting sick with these, salmonella. It's not the dogs or the cats. Correct. In fact, there have been no reports of animals becoming sick, only people becoming sick because they are coming in contact with the dry pet food, and it's showing that the animals are being able to tolerate this, obviously much better than the humans, and especially at risk are young kids. Mm, Okay, we'll put more information at the Animal Radio website as well as a link to the Mars Pet Care website. Sorry to bother you there. No worry. Thanks, Hal. A Maryland group, meanwhile, is making matches for seniors, four-legged matches, that is. The organization known as Wagon Pals is working to match seniors with pets from local shelters in need of homes. The project provides homes for animals and companionship for the seniors. Sean Snyder from the Frederick County Animal Control said, quote, Our animals here will benefit greatly. Annually, we take in about 6,000 animals. The program isn't up to full speed yet. They're hoping to raise money to give to the seniors to cover the cost of having a pet. You can find out more by checking out wagsforhope.org. And dog owners in the U.K. no longer have a choice when it comes to trimming the fat off their beloved canine companions. The country's Department for Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs has issued strict guidelines that include dietary needs, exercise requirements, and food cautions. The code says not to walk dogs in the hot part of the day and to avoid chocolate, which is poisonous. And if owners don't adhere to the healthier guidelines for their dogs, they could face six months in jail or a $40,000 fine. That's in the U.K. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. Wow, I think we need some of that legislation right here. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Coming up here after the Animal Minute on Animal Radio, we're going to give Ladybug, the Animal Radio stunt chihuahua, a DNA test. You don't want to miss that. That's next right here on Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. British pigeons are getting supersized from all the junk food they eat. A charity called Keep Britain Tidy says people who don't throw their uneaten junk food away are causing the problem. Chief Executive Alan Wood says people think they're being kind by feeding the pigeons their leftover junk food, but what they're really doing is creating a population explosion of pigeons who rely on people rather than nature. These supersized pigeons also scare away the smaller birds and are becoming a nuisance and a health hazard. You'd think they'd work it all off with all that flying around they do. So remember, keep Britain tidy. Don't share your Happy Meal with a pigeon. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA, and when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, 
I am home listening to Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We just got in from during that last break. We were running the dog, running Ladybug, who is most obviously not a purebred. Uh, we've decided that her legs are very, very long. She has very long legs for a Chihuahua. We do believe there is indeed. Yeah, there's Chihuahua. Uh, in there is there. Chihuahua in there. She does that burrowing and that whole thing. And you know what? Anyway, it happens. You'll keep her, right? Because she of is course. adorable. But you are very curious, and we're always hearing about uh, different ways to check and find out what breeds your animals are, and always getting calls about that. And we uh, we decided to get these guys over at, uh, is it Heritage, Canine Heritage? Robin Ray joining us. Robin, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Am I getting the company's name right? It's the Canine Heritage Breed Test. Breed Test. Okay. Canine Heritage Breed Test. And you sent us a kit that you... Uh, that you sell, yes. which we can actually find out what, what who, is. who's the daddy. <laughs> who's the da- because that's, who's that's in daddy? question. We know who the mommy is. We just don't know who the daddy is. That's right. I, will I have to take blood from her? No. Uh-uh. Okay. It's, a, um, it's actually a, a cheek swab. It's very easy, um, and you can do it at home, and it just takes a few seconds. You just swirl the little cheek swab around in her mouth. And the purpose is to pick up the little, what they call, um, buckle cells within um, their little skin cells inside the mouth. And that's where they're able to read the lab. The scientists in the lab are able to read the DNA from there. Okay. And uh, these these are professional guys, right? Yes, they, know they are. Okay. And, and can they tell all the breeds? How does that work? Well... It's a little difficult because there's over 1,100 breeds of dog in the world. Sure. Um, our test, we have, I think we're up to about 110, 112 breeds popular within the United States, and we're adding breeds all the time, more breeds all the time. So basically, of the 100 and 100 plus breeds that we have, if Ladybug has any of those breeds within her mix. We'll be able to tell you. And will that mean that her daddy was that breed, or could that mean it's somewhere down the line? Uh, both. It could mean um, daddy. It could mean mommy. Um, uh, what we find oftentimes is is what we think our mixed breed dogs are isn't necessarily what they are. Um, dogs, there are they have the widest variety within a breed group or within a, a mammal, um, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. as a result, there's a lot of of mutation that can happen. And there are a lot of breeds that are um, in existence today that weren't in existence. 90 to 100 years ago. So so you can't just tell by looking at a dog because it may, you know, look like a German Shepherd or something and not even have that breed at all? Exactly, yeah. And, and, and that, I mean, up to this point, up until we were able to identify the DNA um, within a dog breed, um, we've been basing what we think our mixed breeds are by what they look like. And we see a lot of dogs that look like they are, like, for instance, black lab mixes. And we hear from people all the time, this dog, they told me at the shelter, was a, a lab mix, and it looks like it could be a lab mix, but it doesn't act like a lab. It doesn't like water. It doesn't, you know, this, that, and the other. And so people are curious and come to find out there's no lab in their mix at all. And what we find is when you have a whole lot of DNA mixing going on and what I like to call the doggy DNA blender, <laughs> what comes out is, you know, it's anybody's guess. And we kind of see the black lab look being sort of the go-to look in the canine world when there's so much going on that 
you know, for lack of a better appearance, that's what they end up looking like. We're with Robin Ray. She's the marketing director of Canine Heritage Breed Test. They uh, send out a little test that you can do a, a, a swab of your dog's mouth. Mm-hmm. And send it back and find out what breeds are uh, what. What kind of who's the daddy who's the in, in daddy, this particular yes. case? And what we're going to do now? We have a poll going on, Robin. Oh, really? Here, all the staff. Uh, we have Bobby. She, she. I think she's way off. She thinks the Boston Terrier. Boston Terrier. No, 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 no Boston Terrier. So. Uh, Debbie thinks, and she's the doctor. She thinks Min Pinch, and I think you think Min Pinch yeah, too. Yeah, I think there might be some. And uh, Vlade, uh, I think he Min Min Pinch. Min Pinch too. Boy, yes. a lot of people are. I of course think Fox Terrier. So we got this big pool going, and it's for uh, Monopoly money. I got to say that right now. I don't want anyone <laughs> to think that there's big money floating around here at Animal Radio. We are radio personalities yeah, after all. We don't all. have money. We don't have. Uh, we're actually trading each other treat samples of. Uh, oh, very good. Uh, whatever samples we. But in this particular case, now, Judy has just handed me the kit, and I'm going to open up the... Now, this swab looks a little... Uh, it's not a regular cotton swab. It looks like... It's it, a bristle. It's a little yeah. bristle. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to take this and... It's kind of like a mascara brush for... Yeah, exactly. If you know what that... I, if you know what that is, yeah. yeah. Okay, bring uh, bring her over here. Bringing Ladybug over. And now, I don't know if you're going to be able to get yeah, this in her a, mouth. She's a wild Now, I'm child. supposed to take this and rub and I, What am I supposed to do? Rub it around? There's, there should be some a set of instructions in the kit that yeah. shows step-by-step step on how you're supposed to do it. But basically, you want to just put it in her mouth, kind of between her cheek and gums, okay. and just kind of swirl it around in there, kind of spin it. You're, For 30 seconds? Yeah, about, if you can do it. And, um, and your goal is to try and pick up little cheek cells. I mean, not not hurting her um it more than anything it's probably just irritating and tickles her okay, a little bit well let's let's do this she, hold her still she actually looks she's actually liking this she wants to chew she wants on to it. chew on chew it, on it. Yeah, yeah that's normal okay so she's going for this and i'm rubbing it around i'm gonna hold uh, the side of her cheek against her teeth here she's for a second she really is doing well. I thought that maybe it might hurt or yeah, might she, scratch or more, it might itch or something like well, that. Well, she sits still for it. Any dog will sit still for it. But very good. Okay. Um, just a couple more seconds to make sure that I have it. And and then just put it back in the little wrapper. Put it back in the wrapper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Give her a treat. Will you give her a treat? Girl. Very good. Good girl. Yeah. We're going to find out who your daddy is and get support. We need... Uh, uh, what, what kind of support? Child Doggy support, support dog child support. Yeah. Okay. And so we're, we're going to send this to you. Is that what we do next? Yeah. You there? It comes with a um, return postage paid mailer in right the here. kit, and you just pop it back in there with the sample submission form, which she would have to fill out all the information on herself and Ladybug. Okay. And then um, we you send it back to us, and within four to six weeks, we will send you back a um, certificate of DNA analysis. Wow. That outlines. Um, what breeds were found in there. There's three categories. There's primary, secondary, and in the mix. If a breed lands in primary, it means that the dog likely had a purebred parent. And Mm. because most mixed breed dogs within the mixed breed population are coming from mixed breeds, we don't see a lot of breeds land in primary. Secondary Mm. means we found a greater percentage of it. And that's probably what mostly Ladybug's mom and or dad were. Okay. Uh And then in the mix means we found enough to report, but it's probably coming from further back in her lineage, maybe from a grandparent or a great-grandparent, and it may or may not affect her appearance or behavior. Okay. Okay. Very good to know. And 
Uh, here, can you make sure that gets the mail today? I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, send it priority. Yes. Yeah. I get a certificate, but I can also uh, download a photo of her and they'll yes. put it on the certificate. When it comes, I can actually. Oh, you get a certificate? Yes. What you do is um, you take the, the uh, test ID number on the top of your sample submission form, make sure you make a note of that, and you can go to our website, canineheritage.com, and there's a place on there that says upload a photo. You just need your test ID number. Then you just upload the photo that you want printed on your certificate. And um, when, you're, when your testing is done, then the customer service department pulls that picture and attaches it to your certificate and prints your certificate. It's really nice. Now, we make, certificate. We've been making a lot of fun about this because we just personally want to know what, uh, what mm-hmm. particular breeds are involved with Ladybug. But how this might apply in a more practical situation, knowing what your animal is might tip you off to predisposed diseases, yeah, issues, uh, whether they may be hip dysplasia or other issues down the line. So it's a good thing to know and a good thing for your vet to know, too. And also behaviors, too. It it will explain. We've had a lot of customers that have called us and said, I had no no idea that my dog had this breed in it, but it explains a lot. Once I read about the behavior of this dog, it explains to me why my dog does this. Uh-huh. So it's, it is very helpful. Mostly it's fun, but it is very helpful too. Okay, I know you can get this kit online. The website is, it's, it's not in front of me. I guess it's, it's canineheritage.com? Canineheritage.com, and it's canine spelled out, C-A-N-I-N-E, heritage.com. Or the phone number is 1-800-DNA-DOG with two Gs. And That's we'll put right. all that information at animalradio.com, 1-800-362-3644. Uh, to pick up on the Canine Heritage Breed Tester, learn more about it. And, of course, you can follow along here as we find out how long will it take for us. It'll be about four to six weeks. Okay. And um, you'll get your results. And then once you're done, um, we'll get you on the phone with one of our head scientists, and they can um, further explain what they found within within Ladybug and maybe kind of help you guys with her a little bit. And, of course, I'm... I'll be the big winner, you know, <laughs> the, the big pool here. I'm just so excited. This is just great. I, I, I've been, you know, I've had her, I, well, I adopted her from a rescue, so mm-hmm. it's not like I went out and paid money for a purebred dog, so I know she has Chihuahua, and that's, I'll love her either way. Someone told you that. They pointed to a Chihuahua and said, said that's, that's the, the mom. Mama. Okay, there you go. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Robin, thank you so much You're for welcome. joining us today. We'll speak with you again soon. Robin Ray, the marketing director of Canine Heritage Breed Test. We have more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. This portion of Animal Radio was brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards but is also really fun? You found it. 
pet-sitting is becoming one of the fastest-growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Now, we know that Obama is going to get a puppy for the White House, a first puppy, but he wants one that is hypoallergenic. Apparently, there's allergies. A daughter has allergies or something like that. What kind of dog would you suggest, Doc? You know what? There's a lot of different breeds. I know they talked about poodles, shih tzus, bichons, but there's really not a dog that's completely hypoallergenic. And I just have a problem that, you know, we're not hearing about what the family really wants. You know, other than having a puppy, are they going to be taking this dog running? Are they going to have a lot of cuddle time? What kind of activity are they asking for in this dog? Mm. And and I think that's an important thing. Do you think he's just filling a uh, political promise? By getting a puppy in there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and that's one he better keep. If he's promised a dog to yeah. those kids, I would say that, that's an important one. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard's in studio. What kind of dog do you think he should get? You know what? I think from the behavioral point of view, Poodle would be great, but they, you know, they can be a little bit too hyper. I think Golden Doodle can be hyper, too. So my choice yes? for their first future, first family would be... Maltese, Maltipoo, or Heavens. Oh, yeah. Yes. Between those three. And if anyone right now is listening to us, I'm rescue organization. Which is, there's a chance that that's happening, by the way. Yes, and I would like if somebody give us a call right now and let us know if we have this type of the puppy for Obama, and I will volunteer my time to go over and just train them. Deliver it. Now, do you think this Chihuahua, what about this Chihuahua there? We were thinking we'd give this Chihuahua ladybug to the the new president, Uh, but you probably wouldn't work out. You're not giving that dog up. No, don't worry, Dr. Debbie. I'm not going to let him do it. You'll be that dog if you will do that. Let's hit the phones on that note. I know we have Jerry on the phone. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Oh, great. Good to talk to you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from uh, Tornado Alley in Oklahoma, Altus, Oklahoma. Is there tornadoes today? No, but maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. You never know, really. It's uh... never know in Oklahoma. No. Well, Jerry, That's what's on your here. what's on your mind today? Well, I was uh, given a uh, an unusual breed dog that I'm wondering uh, what your thoughts would be about training it to be search and rescue. I use Belgian Malinois and German Shepherds. This is a Shikoku from, uh, it's an island dog from Japan, and uh, it's young, and I know very little about it. It came from Okinawa, and it's got all of its papers, which are in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> looks a lot like a, looks like, like a wolf and a, uh, maybe a husky mix. Similar and, uh, to an Alaskan husky, I believe. 
I think so, yeah. It's a smaller dog, which is great for search and rescue, crawling around in debris. Um, very attentive, but uh, it also seems to have a chicken fetish. So I, I don't know what its uh, capabilities as a, as a search and rescue dog. Well, no one knows a thing about this breed. And have you seen him in a like a working environment? I've, I've, he's worked with the shepherd on uh, cadaver work and all. He's very attentive to begin with. Um, very smart dog, very loyal, but uh, tends to wonder. Um, you know, uh, 15 minutes into it, seems to really be thinking about you know, where its next meal is coming from. Um, <laughs> very, very nice looking dog. I've been accused of having a wolf. You know what? If it's from Alaska, it should be good. I, I, I think even we think Alaska's became very popular recently. So <laughs> I, think, I think we need to ask also Sarah Pelham about this uh, breed. But honestly, the way uh, we just got this breed on the computer, and what I see, it's a very well recognizable for me. It's a similar to the Russian famous dog by name Laika. So I, I'm uh, just by constitution, by the way how the dog looks, by this eye contact, I, I have to tell you, this could be a great dog for what you are looking for. That, that quality you're looking for, it's here. I see the way how the dog presents itself. There you go. There you go. Let us know if that works out. And if it works out, then we're going to give Vladi a raise. And if it doesn't, then, you know, he's going to have a bad Christmas. It's Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Vladimir, the world famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. Now, Bobby, I haven't told Vladimir this, but maybe he should know. Of course, you're with Animal Radio on the weekends, but you have a day job during the week. Oh, I hopefully do. nothing. She has a real job. She a real job. I work for the KGB. Wow. For real. Here in San Diego. For real. It's a classic rock radio station. Honest (laughs) to Lord, it is KGB. Wow. He's shaking right now with his mud rocks. You should be. We have file on you. We will talk, comrade. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That was good. We will play rock and roll and we will talk. Wow. (laughs) Listen, nobody can talk to the Russians this way. I'm going to call after that show to the Vladimir Putin. And we're going to check it out. Oh, you should have told him where you work now. There you go. You shouldn't tell them where you work. You'll never. We'll, you'll have we'll another do the stalker. Old Russian request hour. <laughs> okay, so I guess the Russians send you to spy after me. Yeah. Someone had to. Yeah. Okay. Keep you in line there. Oh, uh, you know what hell is trying to do? It's so hard, and sometimes works, sometimes <laughs> doesn't. He said to me last time, "Be on time." I was late for five minutes. This time I was late for one hour. I still shaking. I don't know what how it's gonna end up with. <laughs> I believe we have uh, find out. Katie on the phone. Hey, Katie, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very good. We have Vlade here. He just uh, he ran into the studio here. We didn't think he was going to be here today, but he came here specifically to answer your questions. Yes, Katie, oh, that's he's great, right. Ledge is my, um, my, my best pick. Why are you laughing? It's not what I mean. I just meant the behavior problem in dogs never a problem for the husband because husbands never home. So that is why Lady is my major clientele. Katie, you are with uh, Doc Whisper from Russia. So go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, well, I'm calling about um, my dog, Mindy. She's a little, um, about a six and a half pound multi-poo. Oh, I love it. Uh, multi-poo. I love it. I love it. <laughs> We we adopted her about six months ago. Okay. Uh, she, I think she's about a year and a half to two years old. Good. And, and she's female, she, of course. She's a female, yeah. Everything is um, fine right now. She's really a great little dog. I gets, believe it. Gets along very well with our Shih Tzu. What um, do you call the me? Only, the only problem is she is obsessed with chasing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> if I... 
and careless and leave a door open or if someone comes to a door. It's kind of good for her for her exercising, um, don't you think so? I'm kidding. What's that? <laughs> I'm telling it's kind of good for her exercising, physical exercising, but I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's just kind of scary. You know, she okay. runs away and we can't get her back. Or um, Sure, sure. Katie, what's Believe the... it or not, she's actually halfway climbed a tree trying to get go after these wow. squirrels. Um, she's good. It was monkey. It's almost like she's a hunting dog. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Is there any way to break this habit, or is this just something we're going to have to live with? Um, no, I think it's easy to, you know, to break her out of this habit. I mean, if the, she wants to chase the squirrel, you need to chase, not the chase, you need to correct her for that and redirect her to what you want her to do. It's a simple. Uh, just uh, set up the situation. Uh, uh, where your squirrels, in your backyard or in the dog park where she's seeing those squirrels? Uh, just everywhere, just all around the neighborhood, the yard. So you know, she's off. She's off leash or what all the time? Um, well, I tr- when I walk, I try to walk the dogs every day. You know, I get home from work, but um, you know, the, if like I said, if if you know one of the kids leaves, leaves the door open, she'll you know. Okay. Okay. So okay, Katie, I got it. Oh, by the way, uh, what state you are calling us? I'm fr- uh, us from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay, uh, Katie. So here is what you need to do. You just need okay. to go to your new hardware store, hardware store. Sorry okay. for my Michigan accent. I still have it. <laughs> and get, and get, don't buy the two by four, please. But I want you to get the 30, 30 foot clothesline, very thin, okay? okay? I would like the clothesline, you know, like in Europe we put the clothes and when, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and after that, I want you attach the one end of that rope to your little Maltese, Maltipoo, I love it. And maybe another end to the doorknob or any any heavy subject in your household. Okay? And after that, maybe 15, 20 feet would be enough if you cut the piece. And after that, open the door with attitude. Make my day. Okay? Go ahead. Go okay. go chase the squirrel. Okay? As soon as she runs, give her come command. Of course, she will tell you, forget your mom. So she's going to hit the end of the rope, correct herself, where you nicely say, come on, baby. And you just happily greet her back, give her some treats, and do it a couple of times. Maybe even set her up having some, uh, your friend or neighbor staying from another part of the door. But make sure she'll be corrected before she's seeing other people. So you have to calculate uh, the length of the rope. I got to tell you just like this. Five, six uh, unfortunate or unsuccessful attempts, and you're done with this. But you have to, in order to win it, you have to set them up. Remember, people, everybody who is hearing me right now, if you're dealing with problem pets, whatever they do, barking or uh, uh, running away, whatever they do, the best approach to fix the problem is to set the problem up. Setting the problem up, let's say, give you an example. For instance, uh, if the dog is barking when somebody knocks your door, just knock the door five, ten times. The dog barks, creates some noise, startle them. They don't bark, give them cheese. Based on that, Katie, you can fix whatever you wanted to fix, but be consistent on that. Set the problem, win the battle, you win three, four battles, you will win the war. Katie, I really would love you to do some gift for you. I would like to send you my newest DVD, Instant Solutions. I will put you with my um, producer, and uh, they will pick up. Uh, she will pick your address, and uh, we're going to ship it to you. Um, Thank you. That DVD. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. This is Devlady from Animal Radio. 1 866 Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. 
Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, <laughs> not necessarily true, if uh, the word on the street is accurate. When she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover. But when she started saying, who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me, too. All right, well, he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio Network.